0: You are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like
1: Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not
0: easy, but it's very simple. Amen. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit.
1: Roxane, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here.
0: I am so honored to be here, Annie. I think that this is gonna be such a beautiful conversation today.
1: We are going to get the best possible outcome from this conversation. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to you because you are everything, like you teach about everything, all the juicy topics that I love, all the energy work and soul purpose. But let's start with definitions everyone seems to be talking about, I'm a healer. I'm an energy master. And I'm not saying that's what you do because you have done so much work and not only the spiritual work, you have done actual certifications and learning actual skills, both worlds together. But there are so many people saying I'm an energy healer and the soul's purpose and all of these words almost seem like we, do you know how we, they say like smoking kills and we don't even pay attention because we hear it all the time. Like all these words, we hear it so much. We don't even pay attention. Let's start with definitions. What what does it even mean to say someone is a healer? What are healing abilities?
0: Right. So I really don't necessarily believe in being an actual healer. Everyone is mm-hmm. capable and has the capabilities to heal themselves just like our physical being, when we wound ourselves, our body naturally knows what to do in order to heal itself. And when someone is in the precipice of being really in that mentorship of being a healer, an energy healer, it's because they're teaching those how to actually heal their own energy. Even though we can extract, we can remove misplaced energy, we can do soul retrievals, we can bring These energy forces back together, it's because of the mechanisms, but it's the person that actually does the soulful essence of the work. It's the openness, it's being able to actually go into the energetics of who we are to be able to understand where these imprints and disruptions are happening. And most people don't understand where that is lying within their energetic body. So that's why you have energy healers, Reiki masters, shamans, because they're the ones that can see energy in a different dimension. In a, in a sense, they can see it in a different quantum field in the holographic fields. They can see where the disruptions are happening within the energetic grid.
1: Mm. Makes sense. It's almost like when we say like, a, I'm not a coach, I'm a guide that I'm asking questions to people to, teach themselves and that's the purpose for this podcast for me not to tell them what to do but to teach them how to listen to their own intuition and maybe like take some tools just to give them tools so they have this toolkit but they have to listen to their own intuitions because everything is within us so i love your answer so if people would ask you and obviously all of these are just labels like how do you say like do you say I'm an energy healer what would you say if they ask you like hey Roxanne what do you do who you are
0: yeah so for me I am a conscious luminary I am a celestial guide and I am a generational and celestial earth shaman mm-hmm. so I know what my sacred purpose is. And this is why I know what that what that signifies for me, what it signifies for others. That's for them to decipher and to understand and to decide within themselves. When we come into the realms of shamanism, it's really to understand that the first thing as a spiritual leader is don't take what I say as truth. Take what you feel is your truth. Right. So we're not here to dictate. We're not here to tell other people how they should feel, how they should think and how they should step into their embodiment. We're here to be able to give that knowledge translation so that they can make a very executive and a very acknowledgeable decision with the information that they have at hand. Because when we make these decisions, because we're living in conditioned belief systems we're living in programming we're living in societal pressures we're not making decisions connected to our intuition and to our intuitive knowingness we're making connections out of fear scarcity lack and judgment so we're going into that intellectual side of who we are opposed to that
1: knowingness of who we are do you think how important it is our to nurture our spiritual side and also we are part kind of part of this society i personally do not want to go live alone i want to be part of the society but i want to be myself and not to belong to anyone just be myself and be part of it just being part of it not not being owned by it how much do you nurture your spiritual side and how does it look for you and what Is it important? Which one is more important also? If we can ask the question this way, or maybe there is no no such thing as any of it being important. Just talk to me how you view all of this.
0: Really? Yes. I love this question. I really want to expand on this because just because we're into our spirituality doesn't mean that we are not connected to society. That's not the understanding spirituality is about connection to self connection to spirit connection to knowingness and we are human beings we are here having an incredible human experience and we're here to be interconnected with one another, that is what we are made of we are here to experience love to experience our emotions and we can't do that in in solitude. So to understand that is that we have our own sovereignty. We have the power of choice. We have the power of free will, and we get to decide what we want within our energetic fields. So what ends up happening within our spiritual body is that Our spiritual body and our energetic body is the most important and the most integral piece of who we are, because this is what carries us through lifetimes upon lifetimes. When we understand from a scientific perspective and from a religious structure like perspective is that energy never dies. So when we know that energy never dies, that then means that we have lived for countless of years. So knowing that we are made of matter of energy That means that the energy within us, our soulful essence, is the biggest entity of who we are. So that to me is the most important piece. But it's not to say that the other components, the other parts of our multidimensionality aren't important. Our body, our physical body, our emotional body, our intellectual body is just as important because we are here having these experiences, having these really these exchanges of experiences of knowledge with one another so everything is important how we honor our temple our physical temple how we honor our emotional body how we honor our intellectual body are we living in a state where it's preventing us from actually living our truth are we living into the creative state of our brain where we're actually following our
1: knowingness i loved it and i just got inspired to let's this week i have been talking a lot with my guests about going back to basics we can give so much information to people but even the other day we were talking with my guests about even parenting like before you go into parenting like do you are you giving yourself whatever you need are you fed as an adult are you drinking enough water because sometimes people think like oh i have anxiety attack when actually they are not sleeping well they are not drinking enough water and they are just not. Satisfying their basic needs. So, what are our spiritual basic needs that we need to spe- like um, just make sure that those needs are met before we talk about all of these bigger aspects of it? What would be the like the basics, almost like the foundation of spirituality for us that we need to actually make sure we give it to ourselves?
0: Yeah, the foundational piece is doing the work, right? It's to understand that connection to self isn't no easy feature in this lifetime because there has been so much that has been compacted onto us so it's about being able to step into that work to be able to have that awareness to be able to have that accountability to be able to allow ourselves to feel our emotions to be able to flow through ourselves opposed to suppressing which that you know that suppressed emotion ends up pivoting into something a little bit more aggressive in in the energy grid so when we understand that when we come into that knowingness the most pivotal piece the most foundational piece is having that awareness why do i feel triggered why do i feel activated because in the essence of who we are in the divination that we are in the spiritual essence from the creator we are perfection We come here and we have experiences and then we have labels and identities that have been tied to us with the wounds, with experiences or the words that have been said to us. And we allow that to shape our experience. We allow that to shape our life. So when we can have that awareness, like this doesn't belong to me, this isn't actually what I believe in. This isn't my truth. How do I release this? It's about having that awareness. When we do it's like this deconstruction. It's like this cleansing of things that really don't belong to us. And it's not to say that they're bad. There's nothing good or bad, but it's not it's not allowing us to calibrate ourselves at our optimal state of being. It's preventing us because we're coming into this place of wounding opposed to this place of knowing. So it's just about having that awareness, that accountability and stepping into that journey with acceptance and with love and with compassion. We have all been exposed to different things. We have all underwent, you know, different trials and tribulations. This is what has shaped us. But is it ours to own and to allow them to define and label us? No, it's not, right? It's here
1: to have an incredible experience. As it seems to me, and when I'm thinking, when I'm talking to other people, awareness is almost like 50% of the work. Mm. And I'm always wondering, even for me, I was pregnant when I first became aware of my self-talk. I I already have told this story how I used to complain that when I get this, I will be happy. When I get that, I will be happy. And then at one point, my ex-husband was, you are always saying about something and you get that thing and you are unhappy. And normally I would have defended myself. But at that moment, I was like, oh my God, he's right. So what is that moment? How how is it that some people are aware and others are not? Can we teach awareness or is it something like, just help me understand awareness. Where does it come from?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you brought up such a beautiful point. I really want to bring that back to that, you know, that component is that, we are always looking for happiness outside of ourselves but what true fulfillment is is happiness within ourselves it's not a milestone it's not when i get here when i have this house when i have this you know dream business it's happiness is in that moment fulfillment is in that moment and it comes from us it's rooted from us there has been so many things that have told us that happiness is outside of ourselves that i have to buy this in order to feel happy and to feel validated and to be successful when the actuality is Where you are on your soul and self-mastery journey, that is the most fulfilling thing because that is what fulfills you. It provides that unwavering inner peace and allows you to become into a state of flow where you can actually be in a state of reciprocity, where you can allow the very things that you're wishing and desiring for your life to come into that vibrational alignment. So when we come into, you know... We're coming from this place of awareness. It's not that everyone is ready to awaken. Not everyone is ready to awaken to their gifts and their abilities and to understand the magic that they are. What it is, is that it's knowledge. It's about information. This is why you have spiritual leaders, conscious leaders speaking to these topics in order for it to land with one person, to create that resonance with one person. Because once we shift that perspective, that's what opens that door. It gives it a little crack and it allows the door to slowly open with curiosity and with exploration where they can actually delve into themselves safely and to know that they're doing this at their own momentum. And when you have a guide, when you have, you know, what we can refer to as a coach, or whatever that mentor it's really to understand that that person is just to be a standing reflection for you. It's like that mirror. Where do you want to explore in this now moment? What do you feel in this now moment? Let's go a little bit further into that. So we have the capability of learning. We are here to learn an abundance of different things, but it's, are we open to receiving the information and the right people will come on your path. The right people are already connected to your soul design, to what your gifts have to offer. So what the way I say something may not resonate with one person, but the way that somebody else says it might resonate with them. So it's just about bringing these messages to the surface and allowing people to decide for themselves should they choose to step in or not.
1: I love that. That's so important. You are touching such a very important thing is not everyone is for everyone and there have been so many times and I'm telling something to my grandma and she's like yeah 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 and then she comes to me this priest told me this thing and she's so excited I'm like I literally told you the same thing like a month ago but she's not <laughs> open to what I'm telling her because all of this meditation is bullshit for her but if priest says the same thing with different words because she's religious and I'm religious too I believe in God it just same information coming from a different person that she is open to is such an amazing piece of information. I'm like, that's exactly what I told you. And she's like, oh, really? I did. Like, she didn't even make the connection of what I said and what that priest said because of how closed off she was towards what I was giving her. And it's just the shit that she doesn't respect me. It's just, she doesn't believe in meditation and all of that stuff, you know, like how they call it. And well, that's meditation. important.
0: Yeah, well, meditation is just another form of prayer, right? So it's just yeah. about being that concentrated time with you and the creator and you and spirit. So it's really just how we we vocalize and how we mm-hmm. verbalize it. For her, it had to come from a religious structure instead of becoming in a spirituality structure of meditation, it had to be considered prayer. So that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like every resonance of our word hits somebody different. It impacts somebody at a different level. And that's why we all have these beautiful internal medicines and sacred purposes that are meant to be shared because we can all affect change at a different level. Not one person is going to change the world. It's all of us working in, in co-creation and co-collaboration that have that greater impact of consciousness and of awakening.
1: I agree. Before we continue, I would love to just ask you about like, almost like personal questions. How do you personally... So your morning routine or throughout the day, what do you do personally? Like, do you meditate? How do you protect your energy? How do you make sure you're connected to yourself? What are some things that you are willing to share that you personally do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't believe in routine for myself in the morning. I believe in flow. So wherever I feel created to come in and come into myself and to come into my breathing, come into my breath work, take time for myself. If it's even, if I'm just doing like a small breathing technique, if I'm going into journey, I'm a shaman. So I like to go into journey. A lot of the time I connect. So For me, it's different. Sometimes I sing, sometimes I dance. That is my way of connection. So our connection doesn't have to be in in silence. Our connection can be in transmuting our energy. And when we move, when we sing, when we do things that we love, where our spirit feels free, we are connecting, right? That is what connection is for. That is where we feel inspired where we feel that that channeled information can come through because we're allowing those energy portals to open. So it's very different for everyone. Some days I feel like I need to dance. Some days I feel like I need to sing at the top of my lungs. And some days I feel like I need to chant or I need to journey. It just depends on the day where I feel that I'm being Is it again.
1: When you wake up immediately, you prioritize connecting to yourself or it doesn't even matter. It's like whenever it feels right
0: we don't ever need to prioritize connecting to ourselves because we just naturally do that when we feel called to. And that's when we get to a really great place in our spirituality and our connectiveness is that you don't need, when we set these routines, we become in our masculine energy. We're doing it out of the sake for doing it. When we're doing it out of the sake because we feel like we need to do it in that now moment, that is a very different feeling and a very different intention when we go into that. Some people need that structure and their routine in order to create their spirituality. But for me and my clients, I just tell them, sometimes you're in the car and you just really need to get connected deep into your breath or you're out in nature and you just need to sit by the tree and you need to hug a tree and you need to be there with the earth and, and with the elements of nature. So it really just depends on the person. What do you feel drawn that you need today, right? We're not co- we're not trying to come in and say, you need to do this. You need to do that. Because then again, we're putting those pressures on someone that is not actually their truth. So what is your truth? How do you connect with your own spirituality? What fulfills you? Not what everybody else is saying to do. Not because meditation is the only way that you can connect to spirit. But what do you feel? that you can connect with spirit? Is it a walk in nature? Is it being and playing with your daughter where you get to be childlike essence and just be in the innocence and the joy of who you are, right? It's
1: different for everyone. When I do almost like alignment, I have, have like two major processes. It's either I'm outside of the earth and it's complete silence. And I just draw the energy from the stars and it almost feels like, in this complete silence, I just feel so powerful. Or if it's like quickly, I need, I just imagine myself and my spirit almost like aligned. And then it gives me the sense of alignment. What's the process for you? How does it look like to feel aligned? Or how do you connect? (laughs) Do you imagine the higher self? Do you imagine spirits? How does it look like? I'm just curious always to maybe get like, Because I might like what you do and make it my own and also add to my toolbox. So that's why I'm just curious how you do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For me, connecting with spirit is knowing that I'm a shaman. So I always travel different realms and different realities and different planetary systems. I'm very in the cosmics a lot of the time. It's really about connection to not just my own self, my own spirituality, but connection to all divine source, intelligence, and unconditional love. So when I'm able to just be in that space, and a lot of the time that for me is going through journey, when I'm hitting my drum, when I'm going into my crystal bowls, when I'm going into sound frequency, sound frequency brings me into the cosmic waves and brings me into more of the omniversal connections that I that I like to feel because I'm very galactic in that sense. That's why you know, the celestial guidance and celestial shaman, like those resonate with me because I like to be in the cosmos. And for me, it's really anything to do with vibrational frequency. When I listen to healing music, that really ups my frequency. You know, when we listen to a certain gigahertz, it puts our vibration and our alignment in connection to this like quantum grid of holographic field that you see, like DNA codes, you see structures light codes, and it's like, I'm just there and I'm playing and I'm like trying to connect things together and try to understand the matrix a little bit further. So that to me, that is what my connection looks like on a daily basis. A lot of the times I do astral projection, like I'm I'm always kind of floating outside of my body and then coming back in. So it just really depends for me.
1: I would love to dive deep into shamanism and astral projection because that's so interesting for me. But I have to ask you one question. So all of this work that we are doing at home, yeah, it looks different outside. For example, like I'm not going to tell this story because it's not important at all. Something happened in the nail salon. And I, I feel like it shouldn't have happened. And I was angry. And this is my process. I talk out loud. My initial reaction was, First of all, I ask myself, "Am I do, like, did I do something wrong? And if the answer is no, because it's not always our fault. It can be someone else's fault, but you know what I mean. And I was like, you know, my initial reaction was, I'm just going to write a review now. And then I talked to myself, do I want to play a role of a universe? Everyone will get their own karma. Do I want to let out and put out all this negativity first inside of me and then write it out? And I was like, you know what? Like tomorrow this will not matter. Whatever happened, happened. I will let universe deal with it. I'm just gonna move on. That's my process. I just talked to him because we still get triggered. We are still humans. So how do you take your work outside? For example, I'm pretty sure it happens really. If someone is rude to you or something happens or someone tells something you don't like, what's the process for you? How do you apply to the day-to-day life and regular life? I love this
0: question because if you would ask me this several years ago, I would have said I would have been reactive and triggered and would have taken it personally. I take everything to heart. I would have allowed it to create a definition within me that I did something wrong or that, you know, like this person was just really rude and like I should have like not vengeance, but be able to speak my mind in a sense And I have now come to a place and we get there with time. It's practice, right? Because we're understanding what our activations and what our triggers are. And we're able to understand the emotionality of what that is causing. When we are triggered and activated, it all comes down to either something to do with our self-worth that we don't feel valued. It always has something to do that is connected really deeply and rooted within us, So when we understand that, now I'm just able to be the observer, I'm able to be the seer, I'm able to be the witness, I'm able to see everything for what it is. When I understand that someone is maybe going through a hard day, and maybe their way was to project that onto me, I also create that emotional boundary. I also call them out on it. You know, I understand where you're coming from, but this is not, you know, this is not Acceptable. Nobody speaks to me like this. Therefore, da, da 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 da, depending on the situation. So when we have these boundaries for ourselves, It's really hard for someone to penetrate that when you already have this shield of protection around you, that you're in this state of just being the observer, seeing everything for what it is. I don't take anything personally anymore because I know it has nothing to do with me. When people react or do something or have a certain characteristic or they show anger or they show envy or anything of that nature, it all stems from within them. It's a reflection of them. is the very reason on why they're projecting it outward. So it has nothing to do with me. Therefore, I don't choose to carry that. I'm choosing power of choice to not carry that into my life, to create significance, to create meaning. Nothing gets me out of my emotional regulation because nobody should have that power over me. Nobody should be able to regulate my emotions over me. And when we take this practice and we learn what that is, and we go through this healing journey, we understand that nobody actually activates or triggers us. It all happens within us. There's already something rooted within us that we need to explore further and why this actually triggered or activated us.
1: And it's important that you it, it doesn't happen immediately. No matter how you work on yourself at home and then things happen. And what I do is like, I ask myself, I really didn't like how I behaved here. How can I do? What, what is this something different? And is it like I sit down myself, it's just a thought process and when it happens, I improve like a one person and another one person and somehow it clicks. Then one day, isn't it for you to one day you wake up and it just, it just clicked and it just works and it just become part of your subconscious. Now let's dive deep into shamanism. Give me your definition when you're saying I'm a shaman or maybe just the definition, what does shamanism mean and who is a shaman?
0: Yeah. So I really want to clarify that shamanism has nothing to do with religion or anything of that nature. Shamanism is all about connection to self and to our spirituality. And shamans Mm -hmm. have been around for over a hundred thousand years. And we were considered the medicine men, the medicine women, the soul doctors, the energy doctors of the tribal communities throughout the planetary system. So these were the doctors of their tribal communities, the herbal medicine Everything. They were able to do everything, the ones that would, you know, bring the energy back in, be able to remove misplaced energy from those that went to battle, all of these things, the shamans were used for everything. They were considered the literally the tribes' healers, their doctors. So shamanism has been around for a hundred thousand years. And I come from a tribal community here in Canada. So I'm Native American and French, which is a Metis culture here. And I was called by dream state to come from my ancestors, from my lineage, to come into my gifts here on this earthly planet to really understand the earthly ways of how to conduct shamanism and how to help heal others and to guide them to heal themselves. So, shamanism is a really powerful thing. Some shamans use plant medicines in order to really allow people to connect to their own spirituality. It just depends on the shaman so every shaman just like a doctor has their specialty some are really you know geniuses with energy some are really geniuses with the plant medicines the animal kingdoms it just depends on on the shaman and then some shamans are versatile in everything so it just is like a general doctor in that sense so yeah so that's what shamanism is so shamans are here to really help you connect with your own individual spirit be able to remove anything that doesn't belong to you so that you can live in your most deepest authenticity of who you are.
1: And I don't think it's the right way to ask, but what's your not specialty? But you said like some are general doctors, some will do with like medicine. What do you do personally? How does it look like for you personally?
0: Yeah. So we have like a wheel of healers. Like some of them are seers. Some of them, you know, really work through like the meditative, the theta state of healing. We have like a medicine wheel and in the middle is a void healer. And I'm more considered of a void healer. Like I can tap into all of those gifts. And I understand the plant medicines and I understand the animal kingdom. So I'm a void healer. So I'm versatile in everything. I don't work with hallucinogenics unless it's absolutely needed. But I have never encountered a person that I haven't been able to help connect with their own spirit without ever using a hallucinogenic. But we do use medicinal plants from Mother Earth. We do use, you know, white sage. We use cedar. We use those medicines to cleanse our energy, to clear our energy, but none of them affect our intellectual body or our emotional body. It's
1: just about clearing space. So when you say like healing, if someone comes from a, f- with like physical pain, you would guide them or is it just like spiritual thing? It's everything because Oh, what, that's what, cool. what,
0: yeah. So what it is, is that Anyone that is also explain it, I'll break it down a little bit. So mm-hmm. everything that happens in your physical body stems from your energy field. Everything that happens in your emotional body stems from your energy field. Anything that's happening in your mental, your intellectual body stems from your energy field. So anytime that you have an energetic disruption a misplaced energy or an entity within your energy field, that is what creates havoc within your being. So say if, you know, you have all of these emotions as a child, you went through a lot of trauma, and you never actually dealt with any of those emotions, well, we trap those emotions within our physical body. This is within science, we understand this. So it goes a little bit deeper than that. It actually creates an imprint within our energy field. So the fact that it created that imprint within our energy field, then brought it into our emotional body, right, where we're actually exuding and having the symptoms of the emotions. Then how many people do you know when they have a lot of emotions or that they've dealt with a lot of things in their life, they have a lot of body aches, a lot of pains, you know, more progressive illnesses is because they hold these emotions, they hold these disruptions within their physical body. So then it ends up showing up as a physical symptom. So then we have, you know, cancers, we have autoimmune diseases, we have body aches, pains, we have, you know, misaligned spines, we have a lot of things that happen because of this misplaced energy. So we have progression stages, just like a doctor. So there's like uh, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, stage four is more of like, almost to the point where it's palliative at that point, like it's, it's went so long that it has become palliative. So then we have other stages where we're actually able to remove that misplaced energy so that they can actually heal in the way that they're intended to. And
1: when, for, when people come and you heal, you help them heal themselves and you help you heal them or however you want to put it, can, do you give them uh, like, can it come back or do you also give them tools to make sure that they don't that energy back with the same thought patterns absolutely and that's so it's mental too yeah so that's the integral piece
0: right and that's the importance of working and going through all of the process and not just Mm. a part of the process because the very thing that landed you here still needs to be dealt with you still need to be able to go and explore that and that's why I call it in soul and self mastery, because you're actually going into the energetics and you're going into your, into your physical being. And you're really understanding the mastery of why everything is happening the way that it is, why the brain is functioning the way that it is, why your emotional body is functioning the way that it is, why your physical body is showing all of these different symptoms. So it's really to understand that we as shamans do not heal anyone. We guide you to heal yourself. And that healing journey, journey is accountable to you you own that healing journey so what you decide to do with it we give you the information we tell you what spirit tells us your highest self tells us we tell you what we the the information that we've received and it's up to you to be able to apply that into your life nobody can force one another to do that just like a physical doctor can't force you to take the medication or to be able to tell you to do the surgery it all comes to power of choice.
1: I think the quote from the book, what is the name of the book? Uh, Men's, no, no, not Message for Meaning. So, like, it's a very small book and it says, Strong men cannot help weaker unless the weaker is willing to be helped. And I might mess up how it exactly is, but even then, the weak person must become strong of himself. And it goes like basically, he, the weak person has to help himself. And I think that's really connected to it because if someone is not open, to healing energies, no one can guide them and no one can help them. And this openness, I always wondered, because sometimes I just say a word, like I'm open to this and I feel like I'm open to it. Is it that simple or is there anything else we can make ourselves more receptive to healing?
0: Being more receptive is actually following our intuition and to our knowingness. It's not going into our fear state. So when we feel like we're being drawn in from our intuition, it's a full body alignment. That's where we lean in with curiosity. Is it forceful or is it actually pulling us inward? So there there is a differentiation that happens there. So when we understand that, when we understand that we have that power of choice, just like what we've spoken about, we have the power to be able to open ourselves up to any modality, to any perspective, to any ideology. We have that power to open ourselves up. It's if we choose to lean into it or not. And the best way to open yourself up is just by following your knowingness. Go with the feeling, go with where your heart is driving you, where it's guiding you and stop allowing fear to be able to come in and say, you know, we fear the unknown. So we don't want you to step into this embodiment because it's just trying to keep you safe, that at the end of the day, your ego, your brain mechanism is here to protect you. But it doesn't understand the difference between psychological fear and actual imminent fear. It's just trying to look for threats at every given moment in order to protect you. So we have to be able to come into a space where we say that I am safe, I am loved, and I can explore this. What do I feel in this now moment? right? Because a lot of the times we don't allow ourselves to actually speak. What would my heart say in this moment? What would my soul say in this moment? And being able to dive a little bit deeper into that instead of staying at the superficial level and just resisting it. Because when we resist something, we know that we need to lean into it a lot more because there's something and there's a reason why we're resisting it because we know that it can be something of beauty. Is it gonna be rainbows and butterflies to get there? Absolutely not. But will it be worth it when you do? Absolutely yes.
1: I love when you talk about things, it's not just how people call it like woo woo stuff. You are speaking the truth for me, what I call the truth. It's applied to this life, to this daily life to be part of this, like the way you talk, it's not like, Oh, you're not going to do it. You're just not going to do one meditation and then be healed magically. This is work. You have to do the self mastery, maybe like hire a coach or shaman or work with them or do it with yourself, but it's a work. And I love that you put it that way. And you're not just saying like, you know what? I just did one meditation and now I am here at this beautiful place. I love that you are being honest and this is how it actually works and we are we almost gave people like introduction of what energies what things look like and if someone before listening to this conversation they were like oh my god these woo-woo spiritual people but they are listening to you and they're like you know what like this makes sense what how she talks about things makes sense i want to start my spiritual journey what would be your advice to them it's i they say i have never ever been connected to myself. I don't want to do meditation, but I want to feel that connection. Where do we start? That co- baby steps. Give me baby steps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's one is
0: it's that awareness. You already know that you're being called. Your soul is already guiding you. It's just about allowing that guidance to actually prevail and to listen to that guidance. So if the words that I say are resonating with you, I may not be the guide that resonates with you the most, but there is someone out there that can really lead you into this journey. And I would really employ anybody to never do this journey alone, because if I would have done this journey alone, It's very overwhelming. There's so many emotions that come to the forefront because there's so many things that have been compacted within us. It's like we built this foundation on everything that wasn't truly us. And we're doing this massive deconstruction, just like you wouldn't build a home alone. You wouldn't build your own self and soul mastery alone. And people that think that they can do it alone are fooling themselves because we all need mentors. We all need guides. I have my own mentors. I have my own guides that I go to. And It's about them being able to provide clarity. It's like you're in the world and you don't even have a map. You don't even have a navigation system. You're like, where am I going? What direction am I heading in? How do I get there? Well, that guide is there to help you lean into that, to be able to really help you shape your path, so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Here are your choices. What, cha- like, what choice, what path would you like to to walk down? What would you like to experience in this lifetime? So it's really about having that connection. And when we first start into this journey, is to understand that you're not going to ever master this journey. It's continual practice. I will never master this journey in this lifetime either. It's about consistently getting and gathering these little puzzle pieces. And we're building the bigger puzzle to understand the bigger vision at hand, the sacred purpose, why we were created, why we were put on this planetary system in this timeline. Nobody was created by fault everybody was created by design so when we understand that are you here to fulfill your sacred purpose do you want to understand why you are here do you want to understand the internal medicines that you have within you do you want to be able to alchemize that do you want to be able to live in a state of knowingness of inner peace of fulfillment right it's asking yourself those questions Are you living a daily life of struggle? Are you living a life that doesn't feel like it's yours and that you're being called to do something different, yet you're too scared to shift? It's about having curiosity about those feelings because the knowingness is already there. The knowingness is what you signed up for in this lifetime was to experience that exact purpose, to be able to fulfill what you're intended to. And if you feel disconnected from your emotions, if you feel disconnected from your soul, you should be leaning into this even more because that tells you that there is a part of you that has been resisting the whole essence of who you are for this entirety of your life. And that is a very sad thing to do. And that's why we see depression the way that it is. That's why we see anxiety the way that it is. It's because people have lost
1: connection to themselves. I loved how you, you are so passionate about talking all of like, I almost felt like your energy was raising and it was like you were in the flow state and look like seeing that and catching that you being in this flow state was beautiful to see. What is soul purpose? When we talk about when all the self-talk gurus or coaches or podcasters talk about purpose, do we all talk about soul purpose or is it something different?
0: Our sacred purpose is what we believe in shamanism. Our sacred purpose is our purpose. It's like this, think about, I guess what we'll visualize it as think about like your heart space is like this secret was like implanted in you for you to have this experience. This is what you signed up for. This is the soul contract that you signed up for to experience. And it also is already tied to your gifts and abilities within the magic within you. And a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't have magic within me, but you are magic. You are soul essence, right? You are a soul. This is proven in science. We know that we have a soul essence. So knowing that knowing that we have this magic within us it's really about discovering and uncovering what is its purpose am i here to help the animal kingdom am i here to help agriculture am i here to create art to be able to create music to be able to help heal others we're all here to her like we're all here to help and serve humanity we're all here to create and to help one another. We weren't here to be divisive. We weren't here to be separated. We're here to be co-creative and co-collaborative and to be able to create a beautiful world together. And it's not to say that there's not duality, that there's not, you know, heavier energy and light energy or yin and the yang. Everything has to coexist. The dark shapes the light, the light shapes the dark. Everybody has a sacred purpose, but you need to understand what that is. Is it serving the underdogs? Is it, you know, starting a podcast? Is it, you know, doing speaking engagements? It can be anything, right? It could be, is it you being able to put all your time into your children and creating them to be conscious and to be able to, what is that sacred purpose for you? You know, so everybody has that purpose. It's just about remembering what it is and actually following pursuit on where you're being led.
1: This is some, when I'm trying to understand my purpose, the answer that comes to me is like, you are already doing it. That's what I get. You're already doing it. You're already doing it. When I try to understand what it, what it is, I also get like, this is, it's not where you are searching for. And I'll, what are some questions or maybe I can do anything. I would love to have my purpose in words. I would love to be able to not only feel that, but also, oh, say it. this is what my purpose is. Am I not on the right way? Like, should I be able, is it enough to just feel it? Or how can I just understand my soul's purpose?
0: Yeah, the fact that you already have that knowingness is, is incredibly powerful because you have the knowingness, the knowingness beats anything that happens in our mental body, right? And when we have that knowingness, like this is what you're meant to be. But this may not be all that it is just like when I stepped into guidance, I didn't understand that I was going to be called by my lineage to step into the energy healing, because this was all part of the sacred purpose. And I'm still going to learn so much more throughout my journey on what I'm going to actually be fulfilling. And it's not just one thing, you know, like, the sacred purpose encompasses a multitude of things. And our life has been structured for us to be able to attain the wisdom along the way. You know, I was working as an executive position. I worked at a cancer center also. So what did I learn from this? What was the experience? Okay, I understood this about myself. I take the alchemy of that. I understand that. And I bring that into who I am in this now moment. Everything is there trying to help really for us to be able to lean into that and finding that sacred purpose. We do as shamans, we do countless journeys in order for you to really understand what the creator and you have decided for you to step into this embodiment in this now moment. So it's a really powerful thing because most people, when they come to me, they're like, Oh yeah, it's like, you know, I'm doing this executive position. I'm an author. I'm this, and I'm doing it. I'm in the motion but like something still doesn't quite feel right. And then we go through these journeys and we go through a lot of explorative modalities and it's like, holy shit, like, you know, I was doing this wrong. I'm like, no, you were never doing it wrong. There is no right or wrong. But what it did is it allowed you to understand the structure of what you were doing before. Maybe you were guiding people in your other positions, but you didn't understand that that was your actual internal medicine. That was part of your sacred purpose. Right, we always have been leaning into some aspect of what we truly like for ourselves. And if it's not in a career facet, it's in like a hobby, it's something that we do in our own creative passions, but we just haven't given
1: it more thought or we haven't added more context to it. I like that. Hopefully, one day I will look back and I'm like, oh, I was searching it here. But this thing that I thought was natural to me and I never paid attention, like this is when I vision it, this is how I feel myself going, oh, this, this is my purpose. Are you joking, universe? This has always been here. That's how I feel it, but I don't know what it is yet. So hopefully I'm going to get there. I love you are so passionate. And when I was reading about it's like, Roxane is certified this, certified that, and at least it's like this huge, people like I cannot even hit my hand and I love that because mostly people are just spiritual gurus and shamans, why did you felt the need to do all these certifications, why do you think with the spiritual world actually gaining all these skills is important?
0: Yeah, I really, and it was never about attaining another certification. It was about how can I serve someone better? And the way that I can serve someone better is to understand all of our multi-dimensionality and understanding our spiritual essence, obviously, kind of what we refer to a little bit earlier is our biggest entity and the biggest component of who we are. However, we are here having a human experience. Why do we feel the emotions that we do? Why do we think the way that we do? Why are those thinking patterns there? Why do we have those conditioned belief systems within our mental body? And the physical element, it was to understand the human being at every intrinsic layer so that I could affect change, that I could help guide them to affect change at every single component of who they are so that the whole multidimensionality of who they are is being supported, not just the one element. We can be connected to our spirit, but are we honoring our temple? Are we honoring who we are in our emotional body? It doesn't always jive. It doesn't always align. So it's about bringing these things and bringing them into a beautiful synergetic alignment where we create harmony within the entity of who we are. And that is the most powerful thing. It's not about being connected to spirit and then negating and forgetting about our physical body and what our physical body needs in order to feel healthy and to thrive within this earthly planet, right? It's about making that connection to every component of who we are because we're here as a physical being we are here to express our emotions we are here to have our thinking and to be able to go into our thoughts so we need to be able to understand what is happening at all these layers in order for them to be misaligned and to be working against one another because that is what's happening in most people is that their bodies are working against one another
1: everything makes sense. It's like when you talk, things make sense. You just take these puzzle pieces and then like you bring it together. Where can people find you? What are some ways that you bring value today? How can they hire you? How can they work with you? I would put it in this way rather. And just tell me about your website, your Instagram and everything will be down in the show notes as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anyone can connect with me on any social media platform. I'm everywhere under um, Roxanne Chaput. And then I have my website, which is RoxanneChaput.com. Also, we are hosting an incredible The Illumination Retreat, which will be hosted in November 4th, um, from November 4th to November 11th, which will be in Marche, Italy. And this is an exceptional transformative experience within a seven-day period with other global leaders that are really you know specialized in in their field so it's going to be an incredible experience so if anyone's really looking for like a a huge awakening and a huge transformative experience compacted this this kind of would be the venture for that and for more one-on-one would be through my website
1: perfect and if you would i cannot ask you all the questions and even there even though this topic is huge there might be something that you feel the need to add to this conversation to make it more complete what would it be
0: i think that to really bring this beautiful conversation to a close would just be that we need to start trusting ourselves and however that may look however they you know that might feel for you It's just about believing in yourself, believing where you're being led. There's no mistake that you're listening to the show in this now moment. There's no mistake that you are listening and you're curious about your spirituality and to lean in with your soul essence and to be able to really explore whatever you feel the need to kind of dive deeper into. It's
1: It was like a message as well. But if you would leave us with a message that is in your soul right now, it can be sentence, word, mantra, book, quote, whatever you want, what would it be? Yeah, I
0: love the quote from Gandhi is just, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. And that is the most powerful statement that I've ever come across because there's no more truth than that. And it's really to understand that we are the change. And every time that we become consciously aware, every time that we connect to who we authentically are, the world expands, love expands, peace expands, and it's just such a beautiful thing. So
1: yeah, I would leave it with that, just to be the change you want to see in the world. That's one of my favorite quotes. I have it in the wall in my apartment. And I just look at it and I just, even looking at the quote even if i don't read it i just feel powerful i just feel like i can make things happen i can change the world and i love that you finished this conversation with that quote thank you so much for your energy for your (laughs) time for the work that you put in yourself that we would never get to see and all the struggles and all the challenging moments and all the right decisions that you made that allows you to be sitting here and for you to then transform yourself and then through transforming yourself help other people transform their own lives.
0: Thank you, Annie. It just has been an incredible experience just connecting with you. So thank you so much. It's an honor.
1: I appreciate it. I receive it. And for the listeners, have a phenomenal rest of the day or night. Thank you for listening to our conversation. And until next time.